No, I'm ready. We can make a couple jokes. Probably. I'm ready. I could probably come up with a joke or two. I could probably hit up that joke well once or twice more. <laughs> I'd like to dip my bucket in the joke well a, a time or three. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to drink the sweet waters of the joke well once more this fine evening. Mm, as, the, as the fall approaches and the chill fills the air, nothing nicer than walking out back a mile and a half from the shack in which I, in which I tumble. Sir! Sir! Sir. Yes, yes, Sir. yes. What is it? What is it? Somebody's poisoned the joke well. <laughs> no, not my well. Your fortune is ruined, sir. My, my, my one true fortune and my one true love. The joke well. <laughs> into whom I whispered secrets and puns. She's, she has revealed all your secrets. Oh, her gaping mouth. <laughs> Okay, no, up from no. the earth. This would be much funnier She's if a- the joke well were working. <laughs> if only the joke well were alive, I could still do anything other than melodrama. <laughs> oh, she whose lips are stone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One, two, three. Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. Do you feel like our listeners know enough about us? I think they probably know more than I want them to. (laughs) How do you feel about it? You feel like there's something missing? Oh, yeah. I feel like they don't know enough. They haven't really gotten to know us, you know, not the the real us. Yeah. And I really think the best way to get to know Uh somebody for real is a list of their favorite things. (laughs) So I have a couple of, I have a couple of like favorite questions to get like right deep down into the heart of who you are wow this is i'm first of all i'm honored to be considered for the position Mm -hmm. and um i'm ready to be as honest as i'm willing to be great so i will (laughs) i will start with you and then i'll just tell you tell all of mine after we get through i think you've got all the questions you want to do and okay yeah i've got like three or four so you've prepared material and i'm on the spot good 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 yeah yeah, Yeah, yeah. ready ready Nicholas. Yes, Caleb. Thank you so much for meeting me here. Thank you for having me. What is your favorite? Oh, sorry. Let me check my notes. I always forget the first one. Okay. What is your favorite? uh... He's flipping through. He's rifling through notes almost haphazardly. It's like, I'm not sure that he knows where the notes are. What is your? I don't know if that's coming through on the microphone, but it's just like a horrendous amount of paper just flew through the air. What is your favorite fictional character? (sighs) The first thing that comes to mind in this moment is masked writer aka common writer yeah i don't think that's my favorite but i've been thinking really hard about him for the last few days which one is common writer well he's the one who like is kind of like a bug head mm-hmm. he has at least in the american version which was masked writer he has the big red bug eyes on the side and the antennae and he's like better than the power rangers and he shows up and like really kicks their butts and then helps them kick another butt and he's got a motorcycle oh there are crossover episodes yeah dude and so for some reason the last couple days my favorite fictional character is masked rider because i just kept thinking how much i would like to wake up each day and put that suit on Mm -hmm. the most i've learned about common rider has been because of the genji skin the new genji skin in overwatch that's like a common rider that's right and genji is one of your favorite characters right (laughs) <laughs> yeah but he's not my answer to the question we'll get to okay that okay okay sorry um and then um, so my next one my next deep down yeah super intense dive deep okay. into your psyche i'm is, trying to keep i'm trying to be serious about this what's your favorite month of the year <sighs> my least favorite is october and thank god it's over now um but my favorite is probably oh, wait why well for real, I had terrible Octobers for like five years in a row. Mm. Like I, there was a cycle of Octobering that was deeply painful for me. Yeah. And I always just kind of dread it now. And also, very unpopular opinion, 
I don't love Halloween. What? Sorry. I just don't. I don't like to see blood or skeletons or anything. I'm actually like squeamish enough that Halloween costumes make me uncomfortable. And when you can walk down the street and you see a giant spider on the side of a building and I go, no, thank you. (laughs) Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I just wanted to eat a wing. I, I don't like the blood, but I, you know I like seeing those skeletons. Oh, I know. I know that's your zone, and I'm like not trying to... I'm like, you can have them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no competition, that's no complaint. Why that's why we're good partners. Is yes. Because I take all the skeletons, and you don't want the skeletons. And I don't want the skeletons. I handle the slimes. And as, while we're here, I might as well say, that's my best advice. If you ever want to create something <laughs> with a partner, it's just find someone who's got an opposite skeleton relationship Right. Find you. someone who's going to leave all the skeletons for you. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite month is probably April. Yeah. Um, is it because of my birthday? Yeah, because your birthday's there, mm-hmm. and the showers, the flowers, etc. Like, I'm feeling pretty good about April. Yeah, well, I April- like it when things are starting to warm up. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, just a little. Just a little bit. Ooh, like, maybe take your sweater off. Yeah, maybe. Ooh. Ooh, maybe just like a cardigan, like a light cardigan. Like, oh, what is this? Am I getting sweaty? Ooh. Oh, I love it. I've missed this water. <laughs> I've missed my body water. <laughs> <laughs> well, April's not my favorite month, but okay. we'll get to that later. All right, sure. Uh, my next question <laughs> is, what's your favorite body part? Um, My water. Your water. My your body, body water. water. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm glad we got that one out of the way. Really and luckily, quick. I don't have to. You know, it's it's a there's absence making my heart grow fonder. Like I don't have to feel my body water for about half the year. Mm-hmm. Maybe then... let your body water. <laughs> <laughs> and then, what is your favorite noise that people make when they're thinking? Ooh, that one. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Now let me think. <laughs> Like, would it, excuse me, sir, would you like a cake? Ooh, now that's not a question I get very often. <laughs> so yeah, now I feel like we know a lot about you now. We know your Thank favorite you so fictional much. character. We know your mm. favorite month. We know your favorite body part. And we know your favorite noise that people make when they're thinking. So yes. I guess I'll just go down mine. Yeah, um, please. Sonic, May, Knee, and uh... <laughs> A thought genius. Mm-hmm. That's a, thank that's you for I, that. That's actually the scientific term for what I am. Yeah, is a thought genius. Is, <laughs> mm-hmm. I get that a lot. Actually, <laughs> it's actually there's a comma there, but right. I know. Yeah, it's a list. <laughs> Welcome everybody back to Mania Zone. Welcome to the second Mania Zone. It's been a long time since the first one, but lucky for you, we also waited a long time to play more of the game. That's so right. Fresh, so it's fresh for you, fresh for us. <laughs> Um, we know that we have a responsibility yes. to really cover this stuff. And with Forces coming out yeah. just around the corner. <laughs> we thought, what better time <laughs> to just <laughs> to get back on that Mania Trania? And well, now you're looking at a, the, the possibility yeah. of Mania Zones and Forces Zones just, just intermingling. Hand in hand. Classic Sonic. New Sonic. Yeah. 
adolescent Sonic. The Sonic in the middle, that new bat thing with the, the new cool haircut. Hair. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, and, we, and the Persona costume somehow being a part of this one. Too. Oh yeah, I know you're excited about that. Right? I'm most excited about Super Monkey Ball costume. And the fact that there's a Knights costume, <laughs> I love that. I'm so ready. I have to get that bonus edition. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So today we, we got played... us on the hook for that. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> today we played. We replayed the first zone. Yes, yeah, so we played Green all Hill the way zone. through the first three zones. Yeah, and Green then Hill. Chemical Plant Zone, Chemical mm-hmm. Zone, Chemical Plant, Chemical Plant Zone. I think and. St- it's chemical, chemical plant zone. It's, I mean, they only say the words for like two seconds. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm trying my best to remember. And there them. were chemicals, but I didn't see any plants. I did so. not see any plants. Does the helix thing count as a plant? It grows. It did grow. It grows yeah. from a seed, and then which we is did a bubble. Studiopolis zone. Studiopolis zone. Which is well known for being one of the first new zones that was announced for this game. And very well known for being uh, the song we use for uh, Sonic News yes. on our show. Some of you might recognize that song more from our show yeah definitely from the earlier episodes of our show than Mm -hmm. you do from anything else but you know they did a really nice rendition of it for this and i'm i'm very pleased yeah it's really really good (laughs) let's start with chemical plant Plant zone. zone let's just start with the name what's going on there so you start with kim Mm -hmm. and then you add michael yeah and then you add a plan. And then you put lotion on your T-zone. <laughs> <And> you put- <laughs> it's important to hydrate with mysterious pharmaceuticals, which is what they're brewing up here in Chemical Plant Zone. Mm-hmm. Or something. There are syringes. Yeah, there's syringes there around. There are goos. There's DNA that lifts you into the sky. Yeah. Giant DNA. So I guess the machine does some sort of DNA growing. Maybe. Expanding. The... Levels are really big in this game. Yes. And the major themes are obvious, but there are a lot of details, and many of them fly by very fast. And even between Act 1 and 2, these levels, like, just totally shift and change. Chemical Plant, specifically... It really is all about scoops and jellies. Mm -hmm. There are goops that you can inject another goop into that make it bounce even higher when you jump on it. There's a bubbly goop that looks exactly like the bouncy goop, except it kills you. (laughs) There are blue bouncy ball goops that jump back and forth between their little puddles and can hurt you. There's, uh, it's basically just like a nightmare if you're scared of the doctor. And I enjoy that part. I enjoyed that level. I like the really bouncy parts. Yes. I like when it bounces super high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah. one of the fun things you can do as Sonic is when he just bounces like way off that slime. <laughs> <laughs> and here we might be touching on one of the reasons why we've been a while to talk about this again is that it's weird. It's kind of hard to come up with new stuff to say about a game that just feels very good. Yeah, I guess. And we're not. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, I get very involved when I'm playing a game. Yeah. I get kind of fixated. We pl- we're playing as Sonic and Tails, two-player. Mm-hmm. I'm Sonic, and, and I'm today, Tails. Caleb's Tails. Uh, Taleb. And we... Uh, <laughs> Sonic and Taleb. Sonic and Taleb. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't spend a lot of time thinking linguistically when I'm playing video games for the most part, especially mm-hmm. action-adventure games. Yeah. I'm not processing them at the level of language when I'm probably going to lose all my rings at any second. Well, I found that when I'm playing a platformer, yeah. I, I've discovered this recently, especially when I was playing Mario Odyssey mm-hmm. and in my time playing this game and recently in my time playing Shovel Knight. Okay, when yeah. I'm playing a platformer, I do the least amount of thinking that yes. I do playing any video games. Yep. Where they are the closest thing to what I've heard people talk about is this escape. Uh-huh. The closest thing to that because they're the thing where I can turn my brain all the way off. Yeah. And also, when I'm playing a platformer, I'm way more likely to bash my head against something over and over and over. Like, yes. with 
a role-playing game, if I lose against something once or twice, I will, like, shut down and not want to do it. Yeah. With a platformer, especially, like, Shovel Knight and, like, Mario and, like, this game, mm-hmm. I will just keep going and, like, keep doing the same part over and over and yeah. over, even if it's really hard. Was that the beginning of this, like, Studiopolis Act 1 where I literally ran left and right in the first two screens like <laughs> ten times. Nick got I very stuck in Studiopolis. I couldn't get up the ramp for some reason. I was trying to ramp all the way up and get this one like moving platform. Mm-hmm. I missed it a couple times. I didn't see it another time. And then I just couldn't get up the ramp at all. And I was bouncing off the pinball bumpers. But it's that thing yeah. where you're going to keep doing it mm-hmm. for the most part. Or you, f- Yeah. And it is this unquestioning like I'm just it's very task oriented. Yeah. Very moment to moment. And it really does, like, quiet the demons for a little while. Yeah. Well, I think just <laughs> Until you get hit, and then the demons pour back in, and you shout things like, rings! <laughs> My rings! <laughs> I, like... So, And there was a really obvious progression of difficulty here. Yeah. Even as we played these three zones. Yep. Green Hill Zone was busy and wild, but pretty, like, okay, okay. I've, I've got ground under my feet. I know what I'm doing, mostly. Yeah. And then, as soon as we crossed into Chemical Plant Zone, there was, like, okay, now I'm in a tunnel, and I have to go down or right or up or left. And right. I can, like go in any direction and I can be bouncing on these jellies in any direction and sometimes I have to go to the left to survive Yeah, and there started being underwater parts of the Mm -hmm, level mm -hmm. where you had to like completely try to jump and survive while you could be drowning Yep. Uh, and then we got into Studiopolis zone and most of the time you were having a hard time even continuing to move and then when you were moving (laughs) it was so fast and so wild that we had no clue what was going on right we're losing each other like Sonic's turning around and reaching out his hands for Tails and Tails is just drift you know like Uh, reaching out Sonic you know but then they catch up again but you that's my I mean that's what I'm thinking as I'm playing it um but uh yeah it's um learning to play a Sonic game I've heard people I think I heard somebody describe it as like learning to play an instrument more than other games mm-hmm. in a certain way. I don't know where, I don't know where I heard that, but it's, a, I, it, it comes up to my mind because you, you're like sight reading these levels the first time. Yeah. And the notes are all over the place. You don't know what's happening. You miss something, but you got to keep pressing on. Mm-hmm. And then like when we replayed green Hill zone, I did so much better just playing it a second time. Yeah, and I even was two able months to be later. Like, I was able to be like, no, go down there, grab the fire, run back and get that. Like, right. As soon as I had played it a couple times, I was able to sort of guide you a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, So a little bit of that, um, like, just knowing the lay of the land really, really helps. And when mm-hmm. you can make informed decisions, rather than have a little bit of choice paralysis as we're encountering new levels, especially yeah. when we come to, like, you get in one of the pipes in Chemical Plant and, like, it takes you to a junction where you can go up, down, left, or right. And you just sit there for a second and go, well, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea what's going to happen in any of these ways. And so then you just try to just make a decision really quick. Mm -hmm. But knowing that each of those is a different path and that you optimally, if you wanted to be very good at this game, you'd learn each of those junctions and you learn the levels to an excruciating degree almost. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if this is good. Right, like, yeah. I wonder if that's good design. The Sonic Mania feels really good, and it's really fun to play, and it's yep. good to look at, and all the animations are really good to look at. But I have seen some people talking about it, and I am hit with the question: like, this is the best version of something that we're not even sure is good, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, right. And 
obviously that's kind of contentious. A lot of people really, really love classic Sonic yeah. and really, really love that feeling of learning the instrument. And, and saying whether it's good or not is a very broad thing. That's but true. Like, yes. But like, good for me, I guess, is what I right, say. right. And and in this way, this like level design philosophy, which this game is absolutely made to be replayed and learned, mm-hmm. and they expect people who have. Sp- you know, become very skilled speedrunners of the earlier games to really dig into this, and they are part of the audience. And even then, you're given characters that are progressively more empowered to explore the level really deliberately. Yeah. Like, Sonic has actually the least control over how he explores the level. Sonic is the person that you're just trying to get through it and see, and in a way, makes sense for playing the story through, because he's going to very quickly get to the end of the levels. You see what happens, you see the characters, and you get an idea of all of them Mm -hmm. without getting too hung up. And even at the end, when it says Sonic got through... Mm-hmm. Like it, it kind of explains that. Fe- I mean, I guess it probably says it for the other ones too. But there is this feeling of like you got through it, you that, made it. That's it's such just an interesting thing. Yeah, gauntlet of it's accidents. Not, it's not complete <laughs> or finished. It's just you got through. Yeah, uh, which makes sense because in actuality, Sonic isn't affecting these worlds at all. Right. He's not doing anything. Like you look at. I know I've been playing a lot of Mario Odyssey, which yeah. is why this is on my brain. Yeah, me too. But you look at that game, or you look at. Uh, other recent platforms platformers or older platformers and most of them have to do with like fixing a problem like yeah. you're jumping from platform to platform because you're inside of the belly of something and you're gonna save it like banjo oh, kazooie sure, right or um and, and in each of those cases you're affecting the world and this one sonic is not trying to inspect or understand or affect it at all he's just trying to like chase somebody down yeah and so the whole game in that way is kind of like an extended chase sequence yeah it really is Mm -hmm. and is like disconnected through time and space like you get space warped twice in the first or like dimension warped with a chaos emerald Mm -hmm. twice like it is it is not about investing in the location yeah it's about chasing this this enemy or this group of enemies. Because every time so far, it has been, even if it wasn't literally warping you, it was effectively like you went into one thing and came out into a completely different yeah, space. Yeah. It doesn't matter how they're connected. Yeah. Which is a trope of classic Sonic stuff. Mm-hmm. And the addition of these places are technically connected has only made modern Sonic games weirder. Yeah. Well, because you're like Sonic 06, right? We have... Uh, all of these random portals taking you to these completely disparate places right. that are like floating platforms. But even in Sonic Adventure, there's like ostensibly connected worlds and areas that are so different and so strangely designed that you can't get your head around what that world would actually be. Yeah. And in this case, they are doing the same thing as the classic games, which is not even trying. Right. I mean, you want to mix it up mechanically. And then one of the things I've learned from uh, the design of World of Warcraft is this very explicit like color palette shifting like you change Mm -hmm. topography you change the colors used in like zone to zone to create a feeling in the player of like oh i really went somewhere this is totally different i've made progress Mm -hmm. and so i mean it's good like it's good in a certain way but it is this the like logical connection that sonic mania has introduced rather than just like you keep running to the right and then eventually you run in from the left or whatever, like yeah. you've you've gotten to a new zone. These are more explicitly connected mm-hmm. in a way that uh, I mean, I certainly don't mind it, and we're absolutely like overthinking it as far as just playing it for the first time. Yeah, but it is weird. Something that I just thought of that yeah. I don't know if we've touched on before is how the characters 
presented like the personalities presented in the cartoons and in the extended stuff yeah. for the for Sonic Tails and Knuckles make so much sense when it comes to how they would approach the level. Okay. So I just a second ago when I was talking about this is yeah. how it flashed in my head is that Sonic of course uh as the first person you play through is going to want to just like blaze through see it get a get a general idea yeah and that's exactly what his character is it's like i don't care about all these details i just need to get to eggman right then we have tails who's a little more technical minded and a little more like protective and nervous than sonic mm-hmm. and of course would want to like a little more deliberately travel to the level a little bit slower yep. a little bit more general yep that one's the tougher one but what i think is the very important thing is the decision that knuckles is a bounty hunter or not a bounty hunter as much uh but the a treasure, treasure hunter. hunter yeah he's a defender of the master remote but he's also a treasure hunter and he is the one given the most deliberate control where he can literally climb up and down on yeah. the sides of walls he can glide in a very controlled way that's fast but that doesn't drop him down in the same way that tails will as soon as he gets tired right he's got all of this like all of these superpowers that uh connect with him meticulously combing a level which would make sense considering that he's actually looking for all the stuff in it yeah exactly yeah he's the one who can reach pretty much everywhere that there is to reach that's Mm -hmm. a good point but it makes in the same way that sonic 06 right and i don't know why like i don't feel super critical of this game we're just talking about it in a kind of critical way like yeah i we had just had a great time playing co-op and and goofing through it what's like, interesting to me is that we've heard a lot of people say it's very good and that's kind of a given but yeah. i want to talk a little bit more about right it. so yeah, they, yeah. so um so like in sonic 06 sonic's story doesn't make sense like what am I doing here? Where are <laughs> you're missing so many pieces of the story in that regard? Oh, so the little booklet that you got mm. actually has a little introduction oh. uh, of the story so far. A lot of people probably haven't seen this. We, we got this from uh, PAX mm-hmm. uh, and found, found the Sega booth and, and picked one of these up. But there's an, like an introduction manual. There's a thing that says the story so far. And it says basically that Sonic and Tails picked up an energy reading different from the chaos emeralds but still remarkably powerful oh. tails convinces sonic to join him to check him out check it out they fly there and find out eggman's already found it too mm-hmm. uh now it's a race between sonic and eggman to actually get to that first okay so these little this little gem he found maybe is a chaos emerald but there's something else they're using it as a way to try to get to whatever this energy reading oh, is okay. so he's not chasing eggman they are both running towards something wow and uh, they are facing off against Eggman's creatures, which are called the hard-boiled heavies, which I didn't know until today. <laughs> that's really cute. It's so cute. Um, okay, cool. But see, that's not like given to you in the in the game at all. It's not made explicit. And so, as Sonic, the thing I'm thinking of is like in the level design, you're running through, and there are so many things, so many opportunities you can't capitalize on. Yeah. So many paths you miss or that you just can't take. And I find myself torn between wanting to just race forward and try to blast through as fast as i can and yeah. wanting to skid to a stop and go well what's over there what's over there and half the time as sonic it doesn't matter what's over there you can't get there you can't get there yeah and i just listened to uh, an episode of the checkpoints podcast which i like is an interview podcast with video game uh people mm-hmm. and they interviewed one of the writers of the game 80 days which is a phone game where you do like 80 days or uh or around the world in 80 days oh um and it's a branching narrative story and apparently most people only ever see about five percent of the text that they wrote for the game oh my gosh and that is terrifying Mm -hmm. when you think of it from this completionist standpoint but the uh writer 
said, and I can't remember her name right off, but that's an episode of Checkpoints about 80 days. She said they really liked that from a design perspective, that they mm-hmm. wrote more text than the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, my God. Because you can take so many different paths and you can pick up so many different things. You can form different relationships. But each story is a self-contained adventure mm-hmm. that some people really enjoy replaying and replaying and digging into and so forth. But that most people on average play through like two and a half times mm-hmm. uh, according to their stats. But she said they like that because that sense of missed opportunity is like a real trip. Yeah. It's a real adventure. Because you had to pick between the things that you were going to get yeah. to do. And and that's a, an interesting thing to cultivate. Mm-hmm. And something that Sonic Mania, at least the first time through, also really does. Yeah, like, and so did the old games where we've talked about how, yeah. especially as kids, they felt just impossibly big. Yeah. And right now they, again, feel impossibly big. Right. And there's maybe an aspect to the way we're playing it where we're trying to play, you know, 45 minutes or so and then talk about some stuff Mm -hmm. where we aren't maybe engaging it in the way that it would like to be engaged. Which is just like, go. Just go for it and also poke around if you want. Like, Mm -hmm. no big deal. And if you don't make it, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Kind of thing. Versus like Mario Odyssey, which is a much more laid back kind of approach Mm -hmm. where it's pushing you forward, but... You know, you've got plenty of time to approach it any way you want. Yeah. Sonic has just these big flat levels where you can't get from... There there are very specific paths to get from place to place. And you don't ever get any real breaks. Right, exactly. That's an important part of it is that... I'm starting to think we should do an episode on Mario Odyssey. Yeah, maybe we'll have to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there's an aspect to that game and to some other games that seem to be, especially Nintendo lately, that seem to be about giving you like a breather, giving you some breathing room, giving you some break time or the opportunity to at any point that you need to like step back from intensity. You just like chill. Kind of the mobile game slash like Switch philosophy of like play a little bit. Anytime you want to stop is fine. Yes, and I don't think this game has that philosophy. No, I think not this, at all. And that and ties okay. into its yeah. story and its feel, it, but it wants you to just like go for it. Right. And most people that are really big Sonic fans did. Like we were seeing within a, like eight hours of the game's release, people being like, all right, finished it. Yeah. Got all the emeralds. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Had a good time. Gonna play it again. Yeah. Like, and g- great. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not when we make the comparisons we've just made, it's not a positive or negative thing. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah, assessing yeah. the sort of different modalities of play, mm-hmm. right? And and to a certain extent, I get pretty anxious about this kind of play yeah. sometimes. I can get a little worked up and, and it's it's interesting. We just, you know, we said earlier that we don't think very much mm-hmm. while playing this kind of game. And that's true. Yeah. Now I'm thinking about it looking back. But during, there is like emotional Per, you know things happening and yes. it's this, it it's the kind of play that can be very like zone out mm-hmm. focused and it can also tip over into like anger or frustration <laughs> in a way that you know if it gets too frustrating mm-hmm. and so far mania hasn't no and most actually my relationship to platformers is very different if there's even one other person in the room yeah like yeah it's more performative yeah yeah like me and you playing together feels a lot different from me playing with myself which is just like especially because i'm not the type of person who gets very meticulous about anything i'm like especially in video games unless it's story based Mm. i am not that interested in like finding visual stuff sure um and so 
for me, I'm very much just like, I'm going to blaze through this. Not really worried about it. Don't care. But it also leads to me thinking even less about it where I'm just like, oh, this is pretty. Oh, this is pretty. Right. But then when I am playing with you, especially when I'm playing as Tails and every once in a while, I like can't do anything. Yeah. There's, I do a little bit more of this like analysis of what's happening. Mm -hmm. I do a little bit more, I don't know, active thinking about how I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. which sometimes actually makes the experience a little less fun. Yeah. And, And it also leaves too much room sometimes for me to be like, uh, oh, I should be doing something else. I should be in, I should be absorbing a story. Right, exactly. Where like if I'm playing this game by myself or something, I can be thinking about something totally different while I'm playing it. Right. Yeah, I, I, know I that feel that too. Contradict a little bit what I was saying earlier, but I'm well, your specific my... experience here as yeah. the sometimes left behind tales mm-hmm. is different, and it it is not the optimal way to engage the game. Mm-hmm. Really, and I played briefly. I played Odyssey with a friend of mine who took over the the hat. Oh, yeah. And she immediately was like, oh, so I'm the stupid one. <laughs> like, she was nonplussed with that mode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I prefer to call it the little, you know, it's like the little sibling mode, mm-hmm. as everyone knows, you know. So it's like you can let someone participate, especially a younger person who wants to play along with you but maybe can't handle it. But that doesn't really work when you're, like, two adult peers. Two adults who like video <laughs> games. The worst part of that and you know what we'll just talk about that on a different thing i was gonna talk about all right right, we (laughs) go let's take a quick break for some sonic news Sonic news i just have one little piece of sonic news that i found out today what is your news and it's that uh the uh, Sonic Forces team will not be sending out early review codes for the press. Ooh, for some... <laughs> <laughs> not a good development. Uh, Ooh, makes me a little bit nervous. I'm still ex- super confident. I'm still excited about the game. There's still a lot of aspects yeah. of it that seem like they're headed in the right direction. Totally. Like, tapping into fandom is a really big thing. Yes. All of these outfits. I'm, I'm oh, so yeah. down for all these outfits. But it does make me a little nervous because... I would like I would like the company to feel confident enough about their game that they are not scared of reviews. Yeah, I know. And I God, that's a real shame. I don't know what um Zelani Stewart was watching, but there was some kind of stream of a level or something mm-hmm. a couple days ago. And uh Zelani did not seem super impressed yeah. with what they were doing. Um but he did say that like that the game isn't bad and the ingredients aren't bad yeah but they just don't have the budget mm-hmm. to probably do the best they could i'm just i don't know out, i'm see. holding out. so here's what i'm nervous about yeah what i'm nervous about is that sonic 06 was bad but it was at least deeply deeply weird yeah i'm nervous that we're gonna hit a middle ground of like marginally better but also marginally blander, which mm. is something that I've heard as a criticism of Sonic Generations. Okay. I'm just nervous that we're going to lose some of the some of the charm of some of the other Sonic things we really like. Sure. Like, uh, like Sonic Underground and like the other ones because yeah. it's going to be just polished enough to like lose a little bit of that bizarre weirdness. Yeah. But, but they are throwing a lot of stuff in the pot with this one there's weird stuff in there yeah (laughs) i mean i think we're gonna have a weird time and Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to playing it even if it is imperfect yeah um part of what we've learned in in this adventure Mm -hmm. of studying sonic is that the imperfect is good also and like people who are not perfect uh you know teammates 
can still get things done. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about me and you. I'm talking about. Oh, so you, you just. Oh, that, so my tails is not very good. No, is your that... tails is amazing. Hmm. You really you lift me up where I belong. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like um, the depictions of these characters that like these sort of bumbling teammates or whatever. Like mm-hmm. there's a sort of endearing quality to like the games themselves sometimes. Like yes. oh, you tried so hard, but you didn't have, you just didn't have the, the support that you needed at home. I can't wait to hear all those voice actors doing Silver and Knuckles and Shadow and Sonic and Rouge and everybody just like talking all the time in that game. Oh boy. It's going to rule. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. And that, Sonic News. Sonic News. (laughs) Really, I just want to hear that song again. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Last thing I want to talk about is the bosses of those levels. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Those are my favorite parts. Mm -hmm. We didn't get to talk about that. Yep. First, one of the bosses was just getting to play Puyo Puyo. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess it was Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Yes, exactly. But you just get to suddenly be playing a game of Puyo Puyo against the, like, worst playing Puyo Puyo computer in the world. (laughs) Dr. Robotnik, who... Uh, sorry, uh, Dr. Eggman. With an IQ of 300. According to the introduction manual, I think we've covered this before. Alleged to have an IQ of 300. It's just a number. The thing is... IQ is just a number. Well, it's a number, but it's also something that demagogues propose that they have when they want you to think they're smart and they're not. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid that Eggman may be self-reporting. I think he's self-diagnosing his own IQ. I think he might have written this manual. (laughs) Or at least the part, like... He's, he is an evil genius, I suppose. Well, again, evil, yes. I think it's funny that we have Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> Knuckles the Echidna, Tails, Miles, Tails, Prower, and Dr. Eggman, evil genius, in this book. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like, they're, here's a hedgehog, here's an echidna, here's a name, uh, and here's an evil genius. Right? They don't address what Tails is. Uh-uh. <laughs> mm, now that's interesting. <laughs> But the but getting to having that surprise of yeah. playing Puyo Puyo was so the first time was so, so like, delightful, gaspy and cute. yes, like oh, I can't believe this is happening. And all of the little animations of Sonic holding those like yeah. sticks and yeah. moving them around, really cute. And the renderings of the Puyos, the Mean Beans, mm-hmm. was really cute. They like the so way cute. they glooped together. Like mm-hmm. I can't believe they implemented the whole game of Puyo Puyo, just like in the middle of that. In yes. the middle of it, like. Good job. It's very good. And then the other boss is a running sequence where we are, you are running along a lot of these like streets and rooftops yeah. uh, on a strip while one of the hard-boiled heavies uh-huh. is shooting missiles at you and flying in a helicopter next to you in Studiopolis. Zone. Yeah, the end of Studiopolis Zone. And mm-hmm. that was a tough one. That was the hardest part. And I don't know. We only succeeded in that in the amount of time that we did because as Tails... You took the hits. I just kept throwing myself at the bad missiles. In the red missiles so that I could pop the blue ones. It worked great. And that's yeah. another thing is that all of these bosses, they went down so fast when I was also helping you. Yes. And to the point that even the boss right after this, the one where Eggman is running around in his machine while the his weather chicken yeah. in the background. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> It's a weather vane. <laughs> it's how a weather vane has a right, chicken on it. Right, got it. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. We were really confused about the lightning chicken. But I was like, why is it a chicken that's deciding the weather? Why and- is the chicken saying it's so hot? It's yeah. a weather vane. Yeah, I get it now. Which 
is a point in favor of your Eggman's creativity hypothesis. Yes, that he has to just copy the things he's seen. Yes. And the he, chickens in weather, right? Yeah. Chi- I remember the chicken telling me where the wind was, I think. <laughs> so. That's adorable, and I didn't connect that. But the yeah. chicken did look really cute on the news. Right. And that boss was, he was floating around, and it would tell you a different, the chicken would tell you a different weather, and then that weather would say the effect that Eggman was yeah. going to do. We only got to see two of them because he died just right away. Yeah, we just bopped the heck out of him real quick. Like, that one was <laughs> not tough with two Mm -mm. and that's a good point too that in two-player mode you are like tails gets left behind sometimes Mm -hmm. you can feel like you don't have something to do but he was crucial to all the bosses yeah like you made the bosses way easier Mm -hmm. and i was glad to have you and it was just because i didn't immediately disappear off screen (laughs) right and because you can't be killed Mm -hmm. like which is an interesting trait of tails yeah uh I appreciated that. You know, that's mm-hmm. one of the things I like about Tails. He just cannot <laughs> he just be destroyed. Can't be killed. This perfect immortal baby boy. <laughs> and when he swims, he's like a little cute action that fox. Is one of the cutest animations. If you of try all to fly time. underwater, he just dog paddles like a little fox. Yeah, it's he, so cute. He doesn't get very far, and his little hands are going. <laughs> well, I think that's everything for today. That's that's stuff. That's mania. Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh. Uh, appreciate playing with you i appreciate playing with you i am having a lot better time i did like play a little bit of this by myself mm-hmm. and i i don't dislike it but i had a lot more fun i agree with you i enjoy playing with you too and yeah. i like being tails i like the low stakes i like feeling very useful by throwing myself on missiles yeah it's good mm-hmm. so thanks everybody for listening thanks to bulby Dave Duncan, Good Night Productions, all that music. Our normal theme song and music, although in these episodes we sometimes just use the Mania versions because... Oh, they're very good they're and very we're good talking and about we Mania. Yeah. Um, and, and to that extent, thank you to uh, everyone who worked on Sonic Mania and the composers Let's just and list music all and of them. Let's here, just we've list. got a list here. We'll I've just got, read I think everybody I have that worked here. on Sonic Mania. Uh, Christian Whitehead, Simon Cell, Tom Linder, Bridges, Your Kids, Brad Flick, Terry Costello, Michael Baum, Tom Fry, Paul Vier, Kieran Gates, Lucas Media, Carvalho, Tila Pez, Fargo Young, Jameson Sutton, Greg Dawson, Tyson Hess, High Potions, Takashi Izuka, Kazuki Hoshino, Austin Keys, Lola Shirachi, Aaron Weber, of course. And concept art. I love concept art. Thank you so much for all the work you do, concept art. Probably cut that out. You can make it really fast. Might make it really fast, yeah. Uh, well, and and thank you uh, uh, t- for listening. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody. Yes, this sh- will probably be the first episode of two this coming week. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to space them out, but we'll we're trying. See. We're, yeah, we kind of want to do an episode on Mario Odyssey. Would you mind if we talked about Mario Odyssey for a little bit? We do a little <laughs> Mario Zone because Mario Odyssey is also a weirdly good sonic game it's got it's some, got it's, some sonic in it i think it's got some sonic in it and i also think it's got some stuff sonic could really learn from yeah it. so i would like to talk about it in context that's exactly right like we yeah i want to talk about it in relation to sonic studies but it's also all i'm Ooh, playing but right also now. it's very good and we just want to talk about it so fast <laughs> so look forward to that we might have a chance yeah. to hit you up with another episode we will try to not make it an episode on its own when yeah. i know you're only getting one dose of sonic every two weeks i don't want to right exactly we yeah don't want to bum you out no but. no no, not at all <laughs> but uh to that end i'm caleb zane hewitt oh, well and to this end i'm nick splendor and and, y- and to all and to, ends <laughs> and to the end of everything you're, you're too, too show